Welcome to the Chosen Girl Podcast, where we believe you are made for more and you have purpose. Hey guys, welcome back to Chosen Girl. Tell me about it. We are so excited that you've joined us this week. My name is Sarah. I'm Liz. And we are so excited to just dive right in to this topic. And it seems kind of cheesy, but we're kind of cheesy. Yeah, a little bit. It's over leadership and influence. And if you're not a leader and you're listening to this, don't stop listening to this. Because as Christians, we are all leaders. Yes. Whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess that that can just lead me right into the first point. And it sounds a little bit harsh, but y'all know we love you. And you know that we say this because we care. Mm -hmm. But as a Christian, we are all influencers. 100%. And I feel like the definition of influencer has completely changed. Because now when I say the word influencer, we all think bloggers, content creators, YouTubers. Yeah. For sure. And we live in this era of everyone wants to be an influencer Everybody wants to follow certain influencers. But the thing is, one of the last commands that Jesus Mm -hmm. gave us was to go and make disciples. So as Christians, Mm -hmm. literally what Christians mean, uh, like the definition of the word Christian, is little Christ. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be influencers for the kingdom of God, for Jesus Christ, showing his love, his actions, his ways to others so that they'll want what we have too. Yes. So... If you're a Christian and you think, I don't think this influencer thing is for me, I think you need to really, really evaluate, dig deep, and be like, why do I even want to be a Christian? What is this Christian life about? We're not telling you, no, don't be a Christian anymore. No, no. (laughs) That's the opposite of this podcast, but, like, you really have to evaluate yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, are you willing to do what it takes to be an influencer for God? Yes. And I think it's also going to take you taking a step back and evaluating your current life. And where are you right now? Yes. And are you being a good um, influencer for the kingdom? Yes. And I think that a great disclaimer to insert in right here is, one, we will never be perfect. Mm-hmm. So just because people are looking to you doesn't mean that the pressure is on. It just means, like, even when you mess up, that's such a good opportunity to show people what grace is like, Mm -hmm. to show people what starting over is like, to show people what redemption is like. Because there's this stigma out there that you need to be clean before you go to God, Mm -hmm. but really it's the opposite. You've got to go to God to get clean. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't feel the pressure from that. But also, too... Not everybody is meant to be a missionary or a pastor or a teacher or a Sunday school teacher. And that's okay. And that is, yeah, I am 100% okay with that because in the body of Christ, there are so many moving parts, but no one part is more important than the other. Mm -hmm. Like, I may think that my pinky finger is insignificant, but I play piano at church, so my pinky finger is one of the most important parts of my body. Yes. Even though it's one of the smallest, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um. I even think about, if you think that you're not important to the body of Christ, think of how important eyebrows are. Have you ever seen someone without eyebrows? It's like, they always look like a surprise or something. <laughs> we just got real. But it, it is, but you know, but also even the ugly parts I think are so important when we talk about influences. Like, yes. who wants to be, um, who wants to be a kidney? Who says, I want to be a kidney part of the body, but really, a, the kidney, if without it, you will die. Right. 
So we all have a part to play Mm -hmm. in this kingdom body of Christ. We are all influencers. Like today um, at my church, we have this segment of the service called the 10-minute talk. And that's actually how I met Liz. (laughs) She came and did the 10-minute talk eight years ago, almost eight and a half years ago at my church. And that's also how I met my husband, Hunter. But the person who was giving their 10-minute talk today was invited to church by one of the church members that um, works at, like, the recycling, like, I guess you would call it, like, the dump in our town. And he said, I noticed how kind he was Mm -hmm. every time I spoke to him. And he always loved talking about his church and his pastor and his church family. So we decided to check out this church, and now it's our church home. And I'm like, you know... Even if you think that your job is insignificant, even if you think what you're doing doesn't matter, I promise if you're doing it to glorify God, it matters. Amen. So he wasn't some eloquent speaker. He wasn't a pastor. He wasn't handing out scripture cards or anything like that. He was just nice. He was just being a good person. Mm -hmm. He was just reaching out and not even being cheesy, like, hey, why don't you come to my church? He was just talking about, he just, in conversation, <clears throat> talked about how much he loved his church, which sparked up, hey, where do you go to church? Mm-hmm. Why don't you come? Mm-hmm. You know, it seems That's how it happens. so hard sometimes, and I think that Satan would have us make it hard um, in our minds, but it's really so simple because Jesus didn't design this relationship with him to be just one part of your life. He mm-hmm. designed it to, to encompass your whole life. Right. And when we see it start to encompass our whole life, that's when I feel that true influence begins. All right. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. Girl, yes. Mm-hmm. Girl, let's dive in. I know, girl. So, um, we are going to study one of our favorite women of the Bible. We studied Ruth last week, mm-hmm. and this week we're going to venture into the story of Esther. And I, I love me some women of the Bible. Amen. Man, there's some powerful men, but there's some powerful women in the Bible. Yes. And my favorite part about Esther is that she was dealt a hand mm-hmm. in her life. She was an orphan. Mm-hmm. She lived with her uncle Mordecai. She was a Jew. And in the time she was living, like, in the region of, like, Persia, mm-hmm. um, where, like, Turkey is now in the Middle East, um, and the king was Xerxes. So, if you think about this, like, what Xerxes was doing, it's really kind of sick and twisted mm-hmm. in a way, but it was also a big part of their culture. So, he had yeah. all of the virgins that were under a certain age mm-hmm. come to his palace, and it was almost like a glorified beauty contest yes. to find him a new wife. That's very true. Like a pageant. <laughs> uh-huh. So, like, there were... Um, makeup people and like they were there were so many good baths and they were on a strict regiment with what they ate and what they wore and I picture it almost being like a pageant boot camp Mm -hmm. for him to find a wife like it's almost like like Mm -hmm. online dating and bible ages for kings like (laughs) celebrity matchmaker prince of persia (laughs) pretty much that's what it was seriously so it just so happened that Esther um was chosen to go to the palace mm-hmm. at that time. And she didn't reveal her identity about who she was and the God that she served and, and her heritage of being um, one of God's people, being a Jew. So um, she goes and she finds favor mm-hmm. with King Xerxes. Mm-hmm. And he just is like... Head over heels for her. Yes. Loves her. And it's almost like in a way romantic, but I also wonder like what was going through Esther's mind as well. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, they end up, you know, being together, getting married, I guess is what mm-hmm. you would call it. And there comes a time where 
there was this guy. I don't have my Bible in Haman. front of me. Haman. I, I hate you. that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's the worst. <laughs> he's well, he the kinda, worst. He's the worst. Yeah. yeah, he is. I don't hate him. I don't hate anybody except the devil. But anyway, Haman starts stirring up some drama mm-hmm. in the palace. And he's accusing Mordecai of things. He's trying to get... Xerxes in his pocket mm-hmm. to do what Haman wants to do, mm-hmm. not what Xerxes wants to do, and certainly not things in favor of the Jews. So, because Haman is at odds with Mordecai, who is Esther's uncle, which nobody knows this, mm-hmm. Haman tries to convince Xerxes that all of the Jewish people need to go. Yeah, and he even makes it a, a decree, like a by decree. Law, yes, that yeah, that on, on this certain day. That they're going to kill all the Jewish people. Yes. And it's amazing how God's people have endured such um, tribulation. Even Mm -hmm. up until this last century, y'all, with the Holocaust. Like, Satan does not want God's people to prevail. Which now, you know, if you read the New Testament, Paul's writings, we're all God's people. Mm -hmm. So we're all going to face trials and tribulations. But especially, you can see it throughout history with the Jewish people. Yes. Um, But Esther sees her opportunity there in the palace. I mean, she was basically taken captive, if you think about it, but Mm -hmm. it ended up being in her favor because of the position that she was able to have in the palace. And we have written down, she turned her circumstance into a stance. Mm -hmm. So even though no one knew who she was, no one knew her background, she was able to get into the palace because of that. And turn what could have been a really bad situation that she could have said, I'm going to wash my hands of this. This has nothing to do with me. And y'all, she ends up saving the entire Jewish nation with her relationship with Xerxes. Yes. And, and because and during between these two points of this story, it's super important that Mordecai saved the king. Even after he said yes, that he was I going to, that. that's okay. But the thing is that all these people played such an important part of yes. Esther being able to utilize her influence. Because if Mordecai had not shared with the king, with Esther, to share with the king what some that some guards were um, planning to overthrow him. Yes. If she hadn't been obedient in that moment to share that information and Mordecai being lifted up. I mean, Haman hated Mordecai. But yet Haman was the one that had to parade him around and tell people that he was to be praised. And Mm. because Esther was obedient in that moment, she was able to be obedient again and save the entire Jewish nation. Like, that's a huge deal. So Esther, coming from nothing, because she was given a opportunity that was maybe masked as not an opportunity mm-hmm. as a problem. It mm-hmm. was masked as a problem. She was able to use that problem and turn it around and use it for God's glory mm-hmm. and save the Jewish nation nation through mm-hmm. her obedience. You're right. I feel like through her intuition that mm-hmm. God gave her, mm-hmm. through her boldness and her wisdom. Because mm-hmm. there came a time, guys, and you gotta go back and read the book of Esther. It's only ten chapters. You could almost take it in a week, take like a chapter and a half a day mm-hmm. and be done. But there was a time where she had to wait for the opportunity, Mm -hmm. the perfect opportunity to talk to Xerxes. And I can't Mm -hmm. imagine the stress and the anxiety of the weight of a nation Mm -hmm. and you have the ability to save or not save that nation. I can't imagine that weighing on your shoulders and having to strategize what do I need to say? When do I need to say it? But Esther did it and she was smart and she used 
what Satan could have turned into bad and turned it around for the goodness for God, for to give him glory mm-hmm. and to save all of those people. You're so sorry. with us, with the positions that we've been given in our life, whether it's a big position of leadership mm-hmm. or something that doesn't even seem like a position of leadership at all, mm-hmm. God can use it. Yes. And he will use it if you say yes. I mean, I think what I've been reading a book called The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And one of those laws is the law of influence. And the story of Esther and what, what is stated in this book, um, I believe we can list it below because the author is also a Christian author and he was a pastor at one point. Oh, cool. But it's a really great, if you're into leadership, I would highly recommend this book. Um, but I love the law of influence because it talks about you don't have to influence a lot of people, but you have to influence somebody. Yes. And that, that alone makes you a leader. And you do influence somebody, whether it's your coworkers, your friends, your youth group, or even your Bible study group, or whoever it is, somebody in your life. But one of the things that makes somebody great, it takes it from just telling people what they what you think they ought to do or just being an example to like really being great, is caring about the people. Wow. You don't start out by seeking to influence people. You start out by seeking to just help people in general. And love, love is the key, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're loving on people, that is not the norm in our culture. Mm-hmm. Love is not the status quo. Love is odd. Mm-hmm. Kindness is weird. Yeah. Being joyful at work or in the grocery store mm-hmm. or wherever you find yourself that's just kind of going through the motions. I'm here. But if you're showing joy, love, kindness, the fruits of the Spirit in that moment, you're going to stand out for good, and you mm-hmm. are going to have an opportunity to share the joy that you have, the love that you have, and that that is from God. I mean, think about the people that you follow. What kind of people are they? Yeah. And then ask yourself, are you that kind of person as well? Yes. And are there so people good. that follow you? You may not ever think about that there's people that are following you, but I guarantee if you take a moment to look around, there probably is somebody who deeply respects you and um, considers and listens when you speak because of that the influence. And that's how you know if you're really utilizing your gift and your opportunity yes. and the space that the Lord has put you in to influence others for his kingdom. And I heard something the other day that totally stuck with me because for all of you thinking, I'm not in a position of authority, or for those of you thinking, man, I wish I had a position of authority mm-hmm. so that I could be influential. You've got to be influential right where you are. No matter where you are, do not mistake leadership for authority or position because Mm -hmm. it's not the same thing. Someone can be in authority and they're not a good leader. Um, But everyone either falls under one of two categories. They're either an energy producer Mm -hmm. or an energy reducer. You're either a love producer Mm -hmm. or you're a reducer. So make sure you're always checking yourself mm-hmm. like hey do i add good to a situation when i walk into a room does it stress people out or does it bring them up mm-hmm. as christians we're supposed to be producers and if you can't tell ask somebody they will yes. tell you and the bible clearly says they're going to know that you're christians by your love mm-hmm. and it also clearly talks about bearing fruit too mm-hmm. being in step with the spirit it's going to create the fruits of the spirit yes So that's what leadership and influence is all about, is what kind of fruit are you producing? What do the people around you gain from being around you? Mm -hmm. Um, And what kind of message are you sending with your everyday actions? Yes. And guys, it's free. It 100%. It is not cost you a thing. Absolutely. If you look 
I mean, at any of the influential people, like, okay, here's a great story. Liz and I, will, we will link this podcast, but Vu Church had a conference for their own leaders. And Craig Groeschel, he has a leadership podcast. We have it linked on our website. Y'all have got to listen to it. It is so, so good. good. It helps you whether you're in leadership or not. It just helps mm-hmm. you be a better person and live a better life. But he was talking about, he didn't, if y'all don't know who Craig Rochelle is, he started Life Church in Oklahoma, one of the biggest churches in America, that also started the YouVersion Bible app. So the Bible app that you can access on the Chosen Girl um, app is linked through YouVersion. So thank you so much, Life Church and Craig mm-hmm. Rochelle, for supplying this free, amazing resource for the world. Because mm-hmm. there's like over 4 million users. 400 of the, million. Oh, excuse me. 400 million <laughs> users of the YouVersion Bible app. But the way... Like, one of the first uh, Bibles that Craig Rochelle was Mm -hmm. ever given was from a Gideon. Mm -hmm. And if you guys don't know about the Gideons, they hand out free Bibles at at schools, at churches. You see them in hotels. Yeah, every hotel that I've ever been in, I open up the bedside uh, drawer and it has a Gideon Bible in it. But he was on his way to his first Bible study, Mm -hmm. um, and he didn't have a Bible. And he had said he never really read the Bible. And there was a Gideon handing out Bibles on his campus. And now he has been monumental in starting a Bible that has been downloaded by over 400 million people like worldwide. So that one Gideon mm-hmm. just showed up. Yeah. Just did his job. Mm-hmm. He probably wasn't a preacher. He probably wasn't a Sunday school teacher. He just said, I'll, I'll hand out free Bibles. Mm-hmm. And I think that half the battle of influencing people is just showing up. Yes. Just saying yes. Mm -hmm. You're so right. I mean, and it happens time and time again. Um, Just like we talked about a couple weeks ago with Ruth. Yes. I mean, Ruth is in the lineage of Jesus because she said yes to doing what was right. She showed up. Esther. Yeah. She just said, yes, I will. Mm -hmm. And I think about, you know, and I know that a chain of events had to happen in the crucifixion of Jesus. But if Pilate... Mm-hmm. would have not washed his hands of the situation. He had the leadership and the influence to say, guys, this guy has done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. But instead he was like, I'm washing my hands of this situation. I'm out. Mm-hmm. So how many times have we done that when we had the the place to step in mm-hmm. and it was appropriate mm-hmm. and that's what God wanted us to do. And I think that that's what we all have to be on the lookout for because we're God has an assignment for us, whether it's once a day, once a week, he has assignments yes. for us, people for us to talk to, mm-hmm. people to influence. You're so right. I wanted to, um, I wanted to pull this verse that I that heard actually today in church um, that really stuck out to me, and it's First uh, John chapter three, um, verse twenty three, and it says, "And this is his commandment to believe in his uh, in the name of his son Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us." And I think that not only believing in this in the name of like Jesus Christ. That that alone, that's the name that we have on our back. We're all wearing jerseys. That's the team that we belong to, and every person on a team has a role. And you have an opportunity to use the gifts that you've been given, God-given gifts and opportunities. He's placed you where you are with a purpose. Do not mistake that you're worth because the the world doesn't appreciate it or the world doesn't value that. You are of value simply because God made you when you were here. And like you were breathing, which means that he's not done with you yet. Absolutely. Honey, we are unfinished. And so don't think that you don't have an opportunity to influence somebody in your life. It doesn't have to be someone big. It could be as small as 
a sibling or a niece or a nephew or and literally some if you're a teacher all of your students it's an opportunity any person you come in contact with don't see that as a challenge that are that's someone to drain you Mm -hmm. and to diminish that it's an opportunity for you to show love and to show god in a multitude of ways um and that if you're because not just if you're going to be an influencer, when you pick up and you pick up that jersey, you are an influencer for Christ. Yes. I encourage you to utilize every opportunity to do that to the best of your ability. For sure. And I feel like somebody listening needs to know that your past can be a part of that influence. Yes. If your past and your guilt and your shame is holding you back from influencing people from for Christ and you're thinking, I'm too dirty, I've done too much, I'm too far gone... It's I a lie from the influence. enemy. That's a lie from the enemy mm-hmm. because the only way that your past can be used is if you learn from it and then let God use it to help other people. That's mm-hmm. how we overcome is mm-hmm. through our testimony. That's how we help other people overcome as well. And God is the only one who can turn your mess into a message, who can turn a test that you've gone through mm-hmm. into a testimony. He is the only one who can turn that around for good. Mm-hmm. If you live in that silence that is like crushing from shame and guilt and condemnation, that mm-hmm. is not from God. Like Liz said, that is from the enemy. And he's wanting you to stay in that place so that you can't help other people with your story. Not today, Satan. Not today, no, we not. Like, defeat the past by helping mm-hmm. other people overcome and coming out on the other end of that past victorious. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's so good. Are you going to let it just stay there, or are you going to let it propel you and others forward? Right. You're so right. I love that. Um, wow. I think that's I, it. I think that's it, but I'm just still blown away by just Esther. I also want, you know, the last thing I want to say about Esther, that in rereading her story, um, that re- that was revealed to me is that she wasn't the purest, the 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 most like I don't know clean, not clean, but spiritually clean person either. Yeah, I mean she was still doing some things that went against the law, but the Lord still used her in a monumental way. Yeah, and the Lord wants to do the same with you. I know. No mess is too great. Don't believe the lies that the enemy tell that the enemy is telling you. And whenever sometimes you don't know when sometimes maybe the enemy sounds so much louder than God. I want you to ask when you start telling diminishing things to yourself, ask yourself, who said that to me? Mm. Because you may find that no one ever said it to you. Wow. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You're absolutely right. So you can rule out if it's condemnation, it's not from the father. You're absolutely right. For That's sure. so good. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us this week. I hope you've enjoyed our talk on leadership and influence. We want to remind you that you are an influencer. Yes. Um, that every, you can use every platform that you are on. Your breath alone means that you have a platform to stand on. Absolutely. That you are still living, that you are unfinished. We love you. We're so thankful for you that you're a part of this family. We encourage you to go out and be an influencer for the Lord today and every day from here on out. Ooh, thank girl. you so much for joining yes. us. We love you. Have an amazing week, and we'll see you right back here on Tell Me About It. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode. Remember to subscribe to Weekly Encouragement at thechosengirl.com. Now go out and live that chosen life in him, friends. We'll meet back here next week.